So quality content that's in-depth is going to be your number one way of getting ranked. Welcome to the Coffee with Courtney podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Marie, web designer and CEO of Courtney Marie & Co., After building a multiple six-figure design agency, I wanted to create a podcast to share everything I've learned and am still learning to help you grow your business. Each week, you'll hear from me and other experts, share tips on branding, marketing, business, and so much more. So if you're ready to learn how to run a successful business and stand out online, grab your cup of coffee and let's dive in. All right, you're in for a treat for this episode. There was so much in one episode that you're definitely going to want to take notes. Grab your notebook, grab your notes app, um, or just re-listen to this over and over again because SEO can have a huge impact on growing your business. It's definitely the long game, but it can create huge results to help you scale your business. So I have with me Ryan, who is a Florida-based Show It SEO specialist and online tech expert. He's passionate about empowering creatives and small businesses with strategic, beautiful, and technically sound websites that get them found online. He's going to be sharing with uh, with us what is SEO, why it's important, how it can help you grow your business, and then also giving away some great tangible tips for you to get started today or this week, super simple, to help you grow SEO to get found on Google. So I have a lot to cover. It is a little longer than expected, but I promise you there's so many good tips. Um, So let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. So like I mentioned in the introduction, um, today we are talking about all things SEO with my friend Ryan here. We're going to just dive straight in and talk all things SEO, really dive in deeper, but also kind of give you an overlook. I know this topic can be very overwhelming, so I really want to simplify it for you. Um, So welcome, Ryan. And I just want to dive right in and have you start talking about what is SEO. Awesome. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. SEO is like my favorite topic to talk about. I try. (laughs) And you are the expert. (laughs) Well, kind of. Yes, yes. I would say I'm an expert. Yeah. um, I... I love talking about SEO and I try to make it as simple as possible for people. And I feel like that's what the, the, the best feedback I've gotten was, okay, you've like literally just demystified SEO. So that's my favorite part. So that's what my goal is in the next 20 minutes is just to really demystify SEO, what that really looks like for creatives or entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, how they can achieve good rankings and work on SEO on their website themselves without having to hire you know, an agency that costs thousands and thousands of dollars. So it's, it's one thing is encouraging for you is it's, it's definitely possible as an entrepreneur, as a solopreneur, that you can do this yourself. Um, so I'm going to try to demystify it, break it down here. Um, we'll try to keep then, it short, but if we go over, stick with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll try to keep it short. So, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the fun thing is it's, it's, I have a lot of interesting like points to make when it comes to SEO. And I feel like it would be boring if it was like, I, I, I can't achieve this, but you can <laughs> yeah. achieve this. And my goal is, yes, is just to make sure mm-hmm. that this is super simple for you guys. So 
Um, when I try to explain SEO to people, there's three areas of SEO that I really say should be worked on. The first is technical SEO, uh, which is the most annoying, like it's technical, like nobody really likes it. Well, we'll go into that. Uh, there's content SEO, and then there's design and design plays a huge role in your SEO as well. So we're going to try to cover all three of these, mostly talking about content SEO because content is king when it comes to SEO. But first technical SEO, what is this? This is basically kind of like the, the back end of your website and working on SEO. So like um, page load speed and um, file compression and image optimization, uh, SEO meta tags, these things, um, they're important, but the good thing is they're actually not as important as people think. A lot of times mm. when people do think about SEO, they think of technical things like PageSpeed, GZIP compression, like all these different things that I have to do, like I have to make my website load as fast as possible, yeah. which is great. But at the end of the day, content is so much better to focus on when it comes to mm. SEO. So what is content when it comes to SEO? Content SEO is basically high quality content or information on your website that allows Google to rank you for certain um, keywords, right? So there's a few different like points that I want to cover. One of my favorite blogs is called backlinko.com. Um, they have tons of great resources. Brian Dean's probably one of the best SEOs out there. Um, he literally just got bought out by Ahrefs, which is probably the number one SEO tool out there. Oh, wow. um, so it's a really reliable source of information. Um, and I want to go over a few points that he's he's made in one of my favorite articles um, where they analyzed 11.8 million Google search results. So they basically took wow. millions of search results and figured out what do all of page one results have in common. And it's fascinating to see what actually will get you on page one. Mm -hmm. So data you, shows that- Like what are, what's like top one or top one top or two Top one things? for me is page speed has nothing to do with Google rankings. Interesting, okay. everyone thinks when it comes to SEO, page speed, yeah. right? But there's so much that goes into it. So like overall site authority. So there's something called domain authority when it's, when Google's looking at a domain, they look at how long the domain's been alive, how long a website's been on that domain, how what kind of content's there, the traffic that goes there, that builds domain authority. That's probably the number one ranking factor. So an overall domain authority is going to help all of your pages get yeah, ranked. That makes so sense. getting you know people to visit your website, um, having healthy user behavior, that's going to help your rankings, right? Backlinks as well. So pages with lots of backlinks rank above pages that don't have any um, backlinks at all. Uh, so in fact, the number one uh, result in Google has an average of 3.8 times more backlinks than positions two through 10. So meaning that if you're in position one, so if you type in, you know, Kajabi designer and you're in position one, mm -hmm. that means you have a lot more backlinks than the other person. A backlink is basically when someone else links from your, from their website to your website. Oh, so okay. getting that authority basically proves to Google, if other people are linking to my website, my website must be trustworthy. And that's oh. what Google's in the business of providing quality links to users so that their users are happy. Google's number one priority. That? 
What's that? How would someone do that? Like, how would you get other people to link to your website? Like, what would be some tips for that? So guest blogging. So if you Mm. are an expert in design, you can go to design blogs and say, I'll write a blog post for you. Um, If you're a photographer, you share your work with other vendors and those vendors then say, you know, photo buy, and then they add your link. Um, So there's a bunch of different ways. It's actually building backlinks is very creative. Um, So you have to kind of come up with ways that you can get backlinks. It's not something that should be done like on a sneaky level. Like you shouldn't go create websites and, you know, put your link in there and backlink. That'd be like Like, too much time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and there's like, there's websites that you can literally purchase backlinks from. They're all from very low quality websites though. So it's not Uh going to help. So there's what they call like black hat um, SEO techniques, but you you definitely want to practice. Yeah. Stay away from those. (laughs) Get healthy backlinks, meaning get your friends or your industry friends or your clients, if they have websites, if you do B2B, um, anyone that can link from their website to yours is going to help you build ranks, right? What about Instagram? Like, does that count? If if your Instagram links to your website or your social media channels? I would so the next point that I was going to make is getting backlinks from multiple different sites is okay. much more important for SEO. Um, and so if you just have a bunch of links circulating on Instagram, that's only one domain, Instagram.com backlinking you. So it's not going to be as powerful. And I mean, there's only a handful of social media, right? So TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all these yeah. things. So if you only have like three or four websites linking back to you, that's not enough. So again, you'll really want to be an industry expert that people, um, you know, link out to you because you are an expert. Mm-hmm. So that's part of building, you know, your domain authority, which again is all going to help your individual pages rank, right? Yeah. So the next point is comprehensive content with a high grade, a high content grade. So AKA quality content significantly outperformed content that didn't cover a topic in depth. So basically what they're saying in this article is you want to create quality content that covers a topic in depth. And that is how Google is going to rank you. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, I mean, I don't think people intentionally think, you know, Google's just going to read my mind and they're going to look at my website and know exactly what to rank for me for. Like (laughs) me and Google, we're best friends. Don't even worry. Google, you know what to do. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that, right? So we have to go above and beyond at explaining who we are, what we do, and especially in a blog post about that specific topic, using keywords in that topic to get ranked for that. So quality content that's in-depth is going to be your number one way of getting ranked. And the average Google first page results contains about 1,500 words. So that means blog posts are going to be your number one way of getting um, ranking because at a blog post, you can cover a single topic in depth using around 1500 words, right? That's like the sweet spot page. What's that? That's like the sweet spot, 1500 words. Yeah. I would say anything above a thousand words. Now, again, a short page with only 300 words can definitely rank as well if it's a quality source and it really answers questions. So, so I guess this is, I usually ask people, you know, when I work with them one-on-one, um, 
why do you use Google? And the, mm. the, the only reason that I've heard is, well, I ask questions or I'm looking to solve a problem on Google. So if the only reason that humans use Google is to look for an answer to their question or look for a solution to their problem, then we need to be using our website to answer questions and solve problems. If you do those two things on your website and do them in depth and with quality work, then you're going to get found on Google. I right? love that. Love that. How would, um, cause that is one of my questions. How would someone, you know, what does that look like for keywords? How does someone know what keywords to use? Um, mm -hmm. and then I have a follow-up question from there for blog posts, but let's start with keywords. People yeah, hear so that and they're like, well, I don't know what you mean. Exactly. <laughs> you mean hashtags? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So keywords are basically what people are searching in Google. So you go to google.com. What are you typing in? That query that you type in, so that search term that you type in are keywords or is a key phrase. So as an expert in your industry, you should have a, a, an idea of what people are searching for, mm -hmm. right? If you're a photographer, they're searching for venues. They're searching for engagement locations. They're searching for top 10 wedding venues in here. If you're a designer, they're searching how to make my website fast. Um, what's a good about page, uh, best website templates for photographers. So we're, we know as experts what our clients are looking for. So we need to start there and just put ourselves in those, those you know, ideal clients' shoes and then write down, make a bullet point list of everything that we think people are searching for. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's step one. Then you can use tools like Ubersuggest is a really um, cheap, um, and they have a free version, a tool that you can do keyword research with. So you can literally type in a keyword. Uh, it will show you the search volume per month. So if it gets 300 searches per month oh, cool. or 3000 searches per month, you can base, uh, you know, your findings like, so if you have a keyword that gets, you know, 3000 searches per month and your other one only gets like 50, you know, to try to use that keyword on your website, because you would rather be in front of 3000 people than 50 people. Mm -hmm. We'll also show you things like um, SEO difficulty. So is it really difficult to rank for this keyword or is it really easy to? So keyword research tools like Ubersuggest are a really, really helpful tool, especially for people just getting into SEO. Yeah. So when it comes to blog posts, I know a lot of people have questions about, you know, oh, is blogging dead? Um, mm -hmm. Which it's not. I just made a post mm -hmm. about that. But I guess my question is, we work with a lot of podcasters and I obviously am a podcaster. Mm -hmm. um, we just post our show notes to the blog. And what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, is that enough? Or does someone who is a podcaster, do they need to be transcribing their podcast episodes and then turning that? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a good question. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say like transcribing it is necessary. Mm -hmm. um, it would definitely add more words to the page and more keywords probably. Um, but a, a better solution would be to like, for example, this podcast, you can make a show notes that go in depth about what we talked about, but you in your own words would put, we talked about keyword research for entrepreneurs. And then you kind of go through and, and talk about briefly what we talked about, hitting some of those gotcha. main points. So Google's going to read that and go, okay, podcast, 
podcast episode about SEO, keywords, keyword research, all these different keywords that you're putting into that blog post and mm-hmm. then potentially rank you for, you know, Kajabi SEO or show it SEO, anything like this that we talk about those keywords that you're using. So it's a bit more of a, again, it's, it's kind of creative. You got to think creatively. What would your users want to see? Because user behavior on your website is incredibly important, not just putting a bunch of text on your website. Yeah. So you have to think about what are, what would they want? What would they enjoy reading on this? What's valuable? And then put that into a really easy um, to read blog post that's scannable. So you want people to be able to just scan with their finger, just scrolling through the blog post, seeing big headlines of topics that we talked about. Then they'll stop at one and continue reading down. Yeah. So it's about building that blog post out and making it really um just really quality and easy to read. Um, and so not just like a transcript because nobody would want to sit there and just read. I know. It's like maybe that part is dead. And it just sounds like Definitely. you're more so elaborating on the show notes. You're taking the mm-hmm. show notes and just extending yeah. them a little bit. I like that. Yeah. I mean, your show notes could either be really valuable for your mm-hmm. listeners or they could just be like, meh, like uh, who, uh, no one's going to read that. Or she never really puts any information on there. Why would I visit that page? Yeah. So if you put information on your show notes and use strong keywords and make it where a 12-year-old can read that show note and go, oh, I know exactly what this podcast was about, then you're good. Yeah. That, that's kind of the, the standard of readability is if a 12-year-old can read your, your website or your blog post and generally understand what's going on, your readability is good. Now, again, I've worked with people who are like, um, you know, they, they do like parent coaching and things like that. So their audience are definitely adults. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, as designers and, and SEO specialists, we're not speaking to 12-year-olds either. It's just that idea of make it overly simple for oh, yeah. users because people do not want to spend a lot of time online. Our attention span online is is incredibly low. So you mm-hmm. have to make it engaging and, hey, I'm talking about this, 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 and this. Oh, I want to read more about that. And then there's more text under it. Yeah. No, I talk about that a lot, even when it comes to website design and copy, like mm-hmm. less is more. And so it's the, the same with like, uh, blogging too. So I'm glad you said that. Absolutely. Yeah. I I mean, go- if, if you think about it, a blog is a blog page is, is just a website page. So you would hopefully design that blog page or that blog post the same way. Also, it's not the same way as like a homepage, but on your homepage, you have different sections and headings, yeah. all these things. You have to use your blog the same way where you have different headings, you go into detail or maybe a brief description about that topic, leading them to maybe more sources outside of that blog post. That's what's going to engage people and keep people on your website. Again, the longer people stay on your website, the better your domain authority, the better your domain authority, the better your rankings. And let's talk about that. So now we've covered what is SEO, but I want to get your definition. Why is SEO important? Obviously there's millions of reasons what Mm -hmm. it can do for your business, but let's just you know, tell it like it is. Why is SEO important? Why does, why do people need to start taking it seriously? Yeah. So this is actually a really good question. I love answering this question because SEO, basically what it is, is your 24 seven, um, salesman that you don't have to pay. Mm-hmm. Right. So ads, I mean, ads are great. I, I love ads. There's a time and a place for them and it's, they go alongside SEO. So it's not like ads are bad, but ads 
you have to pay someone money, then they put you in front of people. The instant you stop paying money is the instant your your visibility uh, goes away. Mm-hmm. SEO is a bit you know of a more long term game. Like it takes a while to get a page ranked on page one, but once you do, the chances of you staying on page one um, is high. So that means your page is always in front of people looking for exactly what they're searching for, what you do, right? So if they're searching for photography in Nashville, you pop up on you know a query for uh, wedding photography in Nashville, bam, you're getting free advertisement based off of you know a blog post that you posted. Mm-hmm. Now, even better is that when people land on it, especially for businesses, most likely you're making money off of people landing on your website because they're booking your services or anything. When I had my own SEO business, I had one blog post that got probably 3,000 visits a month. And wow. from there, literally, I had to do no advertisement. Everyone found that blog post because that blog post was really valuable. It was something that they were looking for. They realized, oh, he's an SEO specialist. I'm going to book an SEO consult with him. Bam, I would make money by a blog post I wrote two years ago. So that blog post yeah. made me you know, $100,000 or more just from one blog post. Mm-hmm. So think about that as a, as a photographer um, or uh, you know, a designer or anyone really. What are your services? Talk about the needs of your, your clients. They're going to find your website. Then they're going to want your services. They're going to book you. So that blog post that you got ranked on page one two years ago is now making you money for the last two years over and over and over. And you don't have to do anything else about it. So that's why I love SEO. It's a salesman for you. Um, it proves that you're an expert in your industry. Um, and it, it's just a really beneficial uh, tool to kind of have as, a, as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Make money while you sleep. Who doesn't want to exactly. do that? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, so where would someone like breaking it down super simple, where would someone start? Um, let's say if they don't have a website, mm-hmm. where do they start? Mm-hmm. Do they need a full blown website? What would your advice be? Yeah, I would say start simple. If you don't have a website, definitely get a website because again, to use a search engine, search engines are just indexing websites. So we have to have a website to be found on a search engine. Um, So I would definitely start with that. Start with a simple blog and just start blogging about topics you know that your ideal client is going to be looking for. So put Mm -hmm. yourself in their shoes and say, what am I going to be searching for if I was looking for this? You know, and that this would be your service. Um, and then just start blogging about that in depth. Each topic or each kind of like um, question or problem should be its own blog post, and then blog post, and then write your blog post. Uh, you know, in in depth about that topic, um, and it will take some time. Yeah. Um, so you know, again, as you get better at blogging, there's little tactics you can do. So let's say you're going to be writing a blog post about, um, how to, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how to, well, we have fitness coaches and business coaches. So how to make money on Instagram. Okay. So how to make money on Instagram. So basically you would then create a blog post on maybe 15 ways to make money on Instagram. And each of those 15 ways, you would have a brief description. This is actually an interesting one because um, this would 
you know, you have your 15 ways and then you can actually turn each of those 15 ways into a single blog post as well. So you'd have 16 blog posts total of this one topic of 15 ways to make money on Instagram. That first one, 15 easy ways to make money on Instagram would be that one blog post. You briefly describe everything. And then let's say, what would be the first one? How do you make money on Instagram? What would the first, you know, topic be? Um, like affiliate marketing know your or something, niche. right? Probably yeah, like know your knowing niche. your niche. <laughs> there you go. So then you would say in, you know, point one, know your niche. And then if you want to learn more about knowing your niche, click here, you click there and it goes to a blog yeah. post all about knowing your niche. So you're building a content Ooh, I love plan. this. Yeah, content repurposing. Con- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right. Um, so then you would build a content kind of like structure based off of this one and then just kind of keep going deeper and deeper and deeper into topics. I mean, obviously you can go only so deep into a topic, then you would take your next topic, right. And then start writing a blog post for photographers. I always tell them do your five favorite, um, wedding venues in wherever you're, you know, you shoot most at, then take those five and break those into individual blog posts on each of those wedding venues. So it's that same idea. Mm-hmm. So now you have a bunch of content surrounding uh, oh a, a topic that people are searching for online and Google's just going to recognize this. So when we think of the internet, right, we have www, it's worldwide web. Google's looking for a web of content. They want to see you linking out to more resources on your blog about topics that you're talking about going into depth. So linking internal linking from one blog to the other blog is a really strong Um, point that you can do to really build your SEO and really web all your content together. Google's going to see, oh, well, they have, you know, 16 posts about making money on Instagram. They're probably a quality source on this. A lot of people are going to that um, web uh, site as well. So that's just one way using, you know, your blog to really start gaining a lot of traffic. Yeah. I'm like thinking as you're talking, I have so many ideas going on inside my head. I need yeah, to start I mean, the beauty more. of blogging is once you start getting into it and you're just using your blog to to help people, the 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 ideas are just endless. Like you'll start writing one blog post and go, oh, I'm gonna do one about this. Yeah. And you'll do something about that. Oh, I'm gonna do another about this. And you just keep going and keep going and keep going. I mean, you're a business, you're an expert, so you should know, okay, what are my clients asking for? Put it into a blog post and then send them that resource to answer their question because it's obviously going to answer other people's uh, questions, that same question as well. So just using your blog to be, you know, a really helpful resource is going to get a bunch of traffic to your website, build that domain authority. And I think that's a good place to start for, you know, as you grow, you want to start repurposing your content. That's like our mm-hmm. main focus this year. But I think that's a good place blog to start. And then you could pull smaller pieces from that for your social media instead of the other. I think the other way around might be harder. Um, mm-hmm. But that's just like an idea for you guys listening. Maybe you start with a podcast episode or maybe you start with a blog and then you pull content from that to post on Instagram TikTok, if you're a TikToker, <laughs> Facebook, and so forth. Um, that way you're not having to redo or create new content for sure. Yes. Document, don't create. I like that. Document. Right. So as you're writing blog posts, you're creating content for other platforms as well, instead of sitting there creating content individually for everything. So your blog can yeah. just be like your hub. 
where you create all of your content. And then from there, you have tons of Instagram posts, tons of Facebook videos or mm -hmm. YouTube videos. YouTube is huge as well. Oh, SEO doesn't stop at Google. YouTube is the, the second largest search engine in the entire, entire world, followed by Google, right? So adding video to all of your blog posts is going to, um, I don't know if it technically doubles your chances, but I like to say it doubles your chances because if people can find you on Google, people can also find you on YouTube, then you're just doubling your audience size, yeah. right? Because it's the second largest search engine. So don't forget about video as well. If you're going to upload video to anything, do YouTube. Google owns YouTube. I they know, prefer YouTube. YouTube. So yeah. <laughs> It's just like a whole, that's like a whole different game, YouTube. Um, what about Pinterest? Is that, would that be like the third? Cause that's a search engine too, right? It is a search engine. Yeah. I mean, it definitely depends on your, your industry. I mean, I don't think like people in maybe like the construction industry yeah. <laughs> um, or doctors are using Pinterest, but if you're in the creative industry, um, absolutely. Pinterest is probably just as important as Google. Yeah. Um, I have seen some of my friends completely leave Instagram, um, meaning that they just, they just never post on it anymore. It's just like, I no, no more business on Instagram. Instagram is just personal yeah. because they get so much traffic from Pinterest and it's oh all gosh. they need. They don't need to worry. That's about awesome. I want that Google anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, you just got to pick, you know, the search engine really work on it. SEO doesn't have to be something that takes over your life. I usually tell people two to three hours a month creating a blog post, um, mm -hmm. will help. A lot of people look at, you know, big time bloggers as well and go like, I don't have the resources to pump out 365 blog posts a year. Yeah. You don't need to do six, six blog posts a year, but make those six blog posts the, you know, the best, best most high quality blog posts that you could possibly do. They're, you know, 2000, 3000 words long. They cover a topic really in depth. And that is going to do a lot more. Like I mentioned, my old business, I had one, I had one blog post that did really well and multiple other pages that ranked as well. Um, but this one blog post was like my bread and butter and it's what I relied on. And so as you know, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, we don't need 365 blog posts per year. You need really, you know, six blog posts a year that you're pumping out, or you really even just one, that one that really gets you a bunch of traffic. But the more you post, the better you'll get the more chances you have at ranking. So I would say start there. Yeah. Quality over uh, quantity. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So yep. let's dive into platform website platforms because mm -hmm. I, I get this question a lot, you know, is this platform good for SEO? Mm -hmm. My response might be a little different. Um, but what, like, are there certain platforms that are superior? Does it matter? Can you use one platform and make it work for you? What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. All of the major platforms out there, like Squarespace, WordPress, Wix, Show It, all of these are generally the same. So when it comes to website platform, um, I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I have seen you know websites from all of these platforms rank on page one. Um, they're all the same. They all give you okay. the same tools. They give you an area to add your SEO title, your meta description, your OG image. Um, they give you, you know, uh, the ability to add H1s, H2s, paragraphs, all these different things that really structure a website to your website. 
Um, so really what it boils down to is not the platform that you use, but again, the quality content that you put on that website. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because yeah. I get people, oh, I use WordPress because SEO. And I'm like, okay, well, I have a page that's on Kajabi that's on page one. Yeah. And like they say, Kajabi, a lot of people like say Kajabi isn't good for SEO. And I think it's just mm-hmm. what you make it and exactly what you said. Are you using your keywords? It is. It is absolutely. Yeah. Are you using your keywords? Are you providing valuable content that people are going to enjoy? That's the number one thing that is going to, to get you ranked. Cool. Good. We debunked yeah. the myth. <laughs> we did. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's going to people, there are going to be people out there that, that totally disagree. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's just, it, honestly, it's just preference. Like I have yet to see proof that one is so much more better than the other, that it's just it's totally worth it to drop everything that you have and, and switch to that platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is like the biggest mistake that you see people making when it comes to SEO? Um, again, it kind of goes back to content, um, not being clear about. So when, when it comes to SEO, we, we Google grades pages like individually, right? So the biggest mistake I see people is not being clear on that specific page about what that specific page is about. So let's take your homepage, for example, your homepage is really just a brochure of who you are, what you do and your services. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, you know, one example I have is it's funny. uh, Someone came to me and was like, I want to be ranked for Nashville wedding photography. I was like, okay, perfect. Let's go to your homepage. We go to the homepage and I do command F to search and I start searching, you know, the text on their website, Nashville. No mention of Nashville once on the homepage. (laughs) Wedding, they had the word wedding on there maybe once. Photography, not at all. Because they used all these creative words like timeless imagery or this, you know, going back and forth. Destination photographer. So I'm like, okay, one, you're telling, or not, sorry, not even destination photographer, just destination like creative, something like this. I can't remember. It was was quite funny. We we laugh about it now. And she was like, oh my gosh. Like, (laughs) Of course, Google has no idea what Ooh, yeah. I, what I do because I don't actually state it. So that's probably the number one mistake I see people make is they're not clear about who they are, especially on your homepage. If you're a Kajabi website designer, that keyword, Kajabi website designer, better be on your homepage, especially <laughs> above the fold, right? Yeah. If you're a health coach, health coach or online fitness coach or online wellness guru or something... Even the word guru is probably not the strongest because are people really typing in wellness guru or are they typing in wellness coach or Atlanta therapist, right? Mm -hmm. So those are the kinds of things that you need to think about is really making sure that your homepage is very clear about who you are, what you do, and where you're at. If you are somewhere, if you're not, make sure that that's clear too, that you're an online therapist, not just an Atlanta, Georgia therapist. Yeah. And then again, if you're a therapist, go deeper into that. Cause are you a, you know, um, are you a family therapist or are you, you know, ch- a children's therapy? Like what do you do? So go into specifics again, that's what people are going to be searching for. Mm-hmm. If someone's looking for a marriage counselor, they're not going to type in family therapist or child therapist. They're going to look for <laughs> yeah. marriage counselor. So that word marriage counselor should be on your homepage multiple times, really proving to Google, this is what I do. We use keywords to prove to Google 
who we are and what we do. So that's the biggest issue I see. And again, on blog posts as well, being very, very specific about what you're talking about is going to prove to Google what that page is about. Yeah. I mean, it really comes down to, you know, I know we all want to be creative and this is something I see on Mm -hmm. Instagram in your bios, like speak, cut out the fluffy language and call it what it is because that's what they're searching for. And so I'm so glad you said that for the website. I see that with our clients. It's like, oh, well, I have this headline. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? What is, uh, and I'm very blunt about it. Um, What Uh was abundant or something? They use the word similar and I'm like, okay, I don't know what that looks like. What does that Uh feel or what does that mean? And they're like, oh, you're right. Yeah. Like, you know, like, okay, I know it took you like, you know, 30 days to come up with that phrase, but that's not what people are searching on online. No, no. Like, again, with the website, it's a little bit different. Like you can have creative copy, obviously that speaks to your ICA, your ideal client avatar, right? Mm -hmm. So these, these statements will really, you know, build personality through your brand. But with that, maybe in a subheader or in the body or somewhere else in the website, like for sure be very clear as well. So you can have creative copy, make sure you have that kind of SEO copy for Google as well. When there are two people or two things that are looking at your website, one is a human and the other is a robot. The robot has no feelings, has no emotion. It just literally reads text. So you have to speak to them too. This is who I am. But the human as well, you want to bring out emotion. So there's a little bit of a balance So you could be creative, speak to your ideal client, but also make sure you speak to Google. Yeah. Where do you see the future of SEO going? Just increasing more and more? Yeah, definitely. I think that I see the future of SEO definitely in video. Video is huge. 74% of website or like um, uh, people online prefer video-based content. Yeah. So videos are going to be making a really big... Um, you know, like show. So if you have, you know, a blog post, I always try to accompany blog posts that I create with a video as well. Even if it's just me on loom walking through what I'm talking about on the post, because people would rather sit there and listen to that and watch you and hear you talk about it rather than read it themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one way, but I don't think SEO is really going anywhere. I think that Google will always be a search tool that people are going to be I'm using. So it's one of those things that it's, it is always evolving, but it's definitely moving um, towards the user, the entrepreneur, the solopreneur, not the agency. Um, Meaning that technical SEO, all those like keyword stuffing and make the code this and that super fast. That's not the most important right now. It's if you're an expert, prove your expertise and that's what is going to get you ranked. And that's where SEO is moving uh, you know, towards and has already made great leaps to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, it makes me think like, if you're not on video, you're going to fall behind. That's literally what I feel like. We're like scraping like, oh, we got to repurpose stuff to get on video. Uh, it's just yeah. like a never ending. <laughs> got to catch up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, I mean, Google has the, the AI that basically watches videos and pulls keywords out of videos now as well. So I don't know if oh, you've ever really? seen that where You'll search a search something and then a video pops up at the, like the very first result and it'll That's say true. like key points in the video. Um, and so it's basically Google's, you know, reading or understanding wow. what that person is saying in the video, pulling keywords out and saying, this section of this video might answer your question. And then when you press play, 
it cuts to that part. So is that AI from YouTube? is already within search. What's that? Is that from like embedding a YouTube video or like you said, just, that's just putting yeah, a loom? like a YouTube video oh, okay. in YouTube or if you embed it in your blog. Um, just that's why I prefer when people use YouTube, not Vimeo or anything. Okay. Because um, this is YouTube is owned by Google. It's a Google product. So Google has, you know, rights to get in there and, and yeah. get information. So um, it's it's going to be a, it's going to play a big role in, in, in search for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. I have a specific question because okay. we have clients that are kind of branching into using two platforms. So yeah. let's say they use a course platform like Kajabi and then a website mm-hmm. platform like show it or Squarespace, whatever it may be. How does that work with SEO and domains? Like how would they structure that? Yeah. So I would say I would definitely try to make your course URL, like a subdomain of your actual domain, instead of using like a Kajabi link or a teachable link. And most major, um, what do they call them? LMS is learning yeah. platforms. Yeah. So most of those major platforms will allow you to add custom domains. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you could just do like courses dot and then your domain.com. What that does is it, tells Google that this is a subdomain of the root domain. It's a part of this domain. Instead of having a completely separate domain, a completely separate domain could compete with your original domain. So you'll definitely want to use a subdomain for those. If you're using a separate platform, it's not going to hurt your SEO at all. Um, It will probably just help build your SEO, to be honest. Um, But I would definitely try to structure it like that. Um, And then keep all of your sales pages um, and info about the course and everything on your actual root domain just linking out to like the client portal and the actual course and all that on your subdomain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. We have a lot of course creators um, that listen to this and like they do use the LMS platforms and different website mm-hmm. platforms. Um, how would someone know, let's say they're doing all these steps. How does someone know if their SEO is working? Is there a place for them to check I know you're going to talk about maybe Google Analytics. (laughs) Google Analytics a little bit. Actually, more so Google Search Console. It's like my favorite tool in the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, Yep. So Google Search Console is basically going to show you the keywords that you rank for, what position in Google you rank for. So obviously, position one is like if you search something, that first result is position one. And then all the way down to like, you know, position thousand plus whatever. So you can check the keywords like, Oh, I rank for Kajabi designer. Oh, position one or position two. Like that's awesome. So, you know, it's working, but then you see like Kajabi website designer or, or Kajabi SEO. Oh, I don't rank at all. I'm on, I'm on, I like rank in position 45, which would be like page like five or six. So you're like, Oh, that's not good. Like then you'll know I'm going to go and make changes to the page that's ranking position 45 for Kajabi SEO and build it out and make it even better. And then you can watch your ranking start to grow. That's fun. Yeah. It's a really cool tool. It's free. It's a Google tool, Google search console. So literally just type in Google search console in Google, sign up um, and it walks you through the steps of creating that. Um, And there's a ton of resources on online on how to use it. Um, And it's, it's pretty simple and really, really fun. I check it more than Google analytics. Yeah. So I guess that goes back to a different question. Google analytics, what, like what, 
would someone check for that? Like how important does that become for your other analytics? Yeah. So it's also really important. Um, you can check, like, basically I use Google analytics, check user behavior. So I look at, you know, like a certain blog post and I go, okay, people are only spending 45 seconds on this page on average. Um, and only, you know, 50 people looked at it last month. And then from there you can go, okay, something must be wrong with this. If people are only spending 45 seconds and to really read the whole post, it takes probably like six minutes. So what can we do to improve? Can we, you know, pull more interesting content up top? Can we update the images to make it really more emotional and not so boring? Or can we add images or add a video to keep people on that page? So I use Google analytics to check user behavior specifically for a page that I want to make even better. Um, and I use Google search console to check rankings. So Google search console checks everything before someone lands on your website in google.com, Google Analytics checks the user behavior once people are on your website. I like that. And that's the simplified version. I love that yeah. you said that. <laughs> it was like the most simple. Okay. Is there anything else that you feel would be super valuable that our listeners would need to know when it comes to SEO? No, I mean, I, I think content, just work on content. It's, it's literally like the key to ranking. And so yeah. I would say step one, go through your homepage, make sure that your homepage is clear and has those exact key phrases that you think people are searching for, or those umbrella keywords that really cover who you are. Make sure that those are on your website specifically at least one of your main umbrella keywords above the fold, which just means if someone lands on your website and doesn't scroll, can't whatever they see is above the fold. So I want mm -hmm. them to be without even having to scroll, know who you are and what you do. So that's, that's number one. Number two, jump into your blog, you know, once a quarter and write a really high quality blog post that answers questions to, you know, your ideal clients, problems and, and questions that they have. Yeah. That's going to be my step once a quarter. I could definitely do that. Cause like, yeah. I, I always thought like, Oh, you had to blog every week, like Instagram or post consistently. And mm -hmm. now that you said that it's like, Oh yeah, I yeah. can do that. So that's a good, yeah. The tip. algorithms are definitely different. I mean, it is same. Like, so you mentioned earlier, like uh, quality over quantity, which is definitely true. Hands down. Um, but I mean, quantity is not a bad thing either. Yeah. If you can do more, definitely do more. More is better, but quality of more is definitely better. So don't just go and put out a bunch of like blog posts that don't make sense. They're <laughs> not helpful. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. So but yeah, once a quarter, like again, if you can get one page on page one, a lot of times that's going to make you money and then just do it again. And then do it and again. Just wake up to notifications. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it. Um, so I always like to do two questions at the end to wrap things up. Uh, what is one book that has had the biggest impact on you and why? Um, I feel a little bit guilty about saying this because I haven't finished the book, but Atomic Habits, I'm reading it right now. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's a part in the very beginning about the 1% better every day. And it's just life-changing. Um, it gives you so much freedom. Talks about how uh, basically if you could just better who you are or what you do in work just by 1% mm -hmm. over one year, I think it's like you'll get 37 times better 
at yeah. what you do by just growing 1% every day. Oh, I love that. So that's my goal this year. It's helped me out a lot. So Atomic Habits is an amazing book. Um, I highly recommend that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would tell your younger self? Risk is good. I love risk. <laughs> it always kind of scared me a little bit, but honestly, like life is too short. We only get one life and yeah. I'm about taking risks and doing what I want to do in life and what gives me the most joy um, and my family. And so risk is a beautiful thing um, because when you fall, if you get back up, you're a stronger person. Yeah. Big risk, big reward. Is that what they yep. say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, cool. Where Fearing can money people make money? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, where can people find you? I know they're probably like, Oh, I want to learn more about SEO. Um, you know, where can people find you? What are you doing these days? If you want yeah. To so I currently work for a company called tonic site shop. I love them. They make high quality, uh, templates for creatives. Um, so you can find me over there. Um, my Instagram personal Instagram handle is at Ryan Moreno. It's just my name. Um, and so, yeah, just being creating content for tonic site shop, lots of blog content, um, and working on free SEO resources. So you can actually find a ton of free SEO resources. Um, they are specific to show users, but again, uh, if you can read through that platform, you can still apply it to your platform. If you're on Kajabi or Squarespace or Wix or WordPress, it doesn't really matter, but you can go to tonicsiteshop.com forward slash SEO. And there's a ton of free resources, no paid SEO resources at all. Everything's free. Um, and so awesome. for now, but yeah, so I would definitely go grab it uh, while it's there. <laughs> oh, for that's now. awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love it. This episode was so good. Um, awesome. I'm actually going to go check out those resources too. I'll put links below in the show notes for you guys. So you can connect with Ryan tonic. I think he has 20% discount. Yeah. If you use the code Ryan, R-Y-A-N, 20% off of a template there, uh, which is really awesome. I think 20% yeah. is like the highest they ever, they ever go on discounts too. So yeah, take advantage of that as well. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on. It was a joy yeah, to thank have you. Thank you so much for having me. Perfect. All right, guys, we will catch you in the next episode. As always, thanks for listening. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or on Instagram to help support the show. If you want additional resources to help you grow your business, you can find them on my website at CourtneyMarieCo.com or below in the show notes.